I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, November 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. It is Cyber Monday, and we've got a quick tip for anyone planning to fill up their shopping cart. So if you're anything like us, you might be on the fence about some of those questionable items that you're looking to pick up. Yes, the sales are that good, but retailers are also making it harder than ever to return what you buy this year. There's a bunch of tricks that they're using to really make it tough for you to return those sale items. So if you absolutely do need those metallic fall boots, you can guess which one of us, JRI, is battling this urge. At least make sure to read the fine print at checkout. Peak Pals, we hope you have a great Cyber Monday. We hope you had a great weekend. And for those of our American listeners, I think there's a few of them, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. For our first story, Canada wins dairy dispute with the U.S. For our second story, scientists develop electronic nose to prevent food poisoning. And for our third story, the limit does not exist for Germany's spending. For our first story, while we, of course, have nothing but fondness for our southern neighbors, we also love beating them on the hockey rink, the soccer pitch, and in the trade dispute court. This is coming right after U.S. Thanksgiving. Here's what's driving the news, Peak Pals. Canada came out on top of a major trade dispute with the U.S. over dairy imports with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreements USMCA Dispute Resolution Panel finding that Canada's dairy policies were not inconsistent with the trade deal's rules. Now let's catch you up. U.S. complaints center on Canada's use of tariff rate quotas, TRQs, which control how much of certain U.S. dairy products can enter Canada at a lower tariff rate. According to the U.S., Canada uses TRQs to make it more difficult for U.S. dairy exporters to compete in the Canadian market and unfairly advantage Canadian producers. Specifically, the U.S. argues that Canada allocates too much of its TRQs to Canadian dairy processors, who then only import the bare minimum, rather than distributors or retailers who might buy more U.S. dairy. It matters because Canadian trade reps say the government already operates in compliance with the USMCA, and that even if their policy benefits Canadian farmers, there's nothing in the trade deal that forbids it. The new ruling is a validation of that argument, which brings me to the bottom line. The decision is a win for Canadian farmers, but the rift has certainly put a sour taste, pun intended, in the mouth of the country's most important trade partner. For our second story, the days of wondering if those leftovers you've had in your fridge for a week are still good or not, before eating them anyways and just hoping for the best, that time may be coming to an end. So a Israeli company has developed an electronic nose called Sensify that uses AI to detect when harmful bacteria has contaminated food. Deadly bacteria like Salmonella and E. coli produce distinct volatile organic compounds, VOCs, that the human nose detects as smells. The Sensify device registers those VOCs as electronic signals and uses AI to determine whether they are given off by made by harmful bacteria or not. It matters because it's an example of how advances in AI tech has real-world applications beyond generating wacky images and still marketing copy. In this case, improving the safety of the food supply chain. Around 4 million Canadians get sick from foodborne illnesses every year, and 11,600 are hospitalized, according to the Public Health Agency of Canada. Fast bacterial detection could help businesses avoid product recalls, which can cost millions of dollars, even in cases where no one gets sick. A 2008 listeriosis outbreak at a Toronto Maple Leaf Foods plant, which had 20 deaths, cost the company nearly $50 million. To zoom out, researchers believe the AI system powering Sensify could be expanded for other applications like helping supermarkets or restaurants tell if food without best before dates is still fresh. 
For our third story, like us on Black Friday weekend, Germany is turning a blind eye to its credit limit and hoping everything turns out okay in the end. Germany will suspend a constitutional limit on new borrowing for their fourth year running as it scrambles to fill a 60 billion euro hole in its climate-focused fund, which has sparked a debate over whether its debt break is slowing down needed investments. Spending plans were thrown out of whack after a court ruled that the government could not use funds initially dedicated to pandemic spending for something else. And to catch you up, many countries, though not Canada, have limits on the amount of debt that they can take on, serving as a way to bring everyone on the same page with what's being spent and how to avoid excessive debt which can hurt a country's ability to borrow in the long run. The thing is, it's possible for countries to just ignore these limits. The U.S. has raised a, its ceiling 78 times, and several EU countries carry far more debt than their limit of 60% of GDP. It matters because, like many rich world countries, Germany feels not so rich after years of rampant pandemic spending. Yet, facing new pressures to keep its economy growing with new investments, which in Canada basically means writing blank checks for EV makers, the bottom line is, as governments try to borrow even more, the costs for servicing that debt interest are soaring. Germany's government must now pay 3% to borrow for 10 years. Around the world, the cost of interest alone makes up a growing share of spending. Hey! Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readpeak.com. Have a great day, Pete Pals.